Hey friend, have you heard about the Hooks to Crick Ministries Translation Project? Currently, we're working with missionaries and pastors worldwide as we translate Awake My Soul, Three Ways to Ignite Your Relationship with God. This is a new resource that's out there to help anyone walk through a one-on-one time with God, a personal one-on-one. God is all about building relationships with His children. And friends, sometimes that can be a little intimidating and you don't know where to start. So this resource, it walks you through three biblical practices within a minimum of 15 minutes. And we're translating it in multiple languages. So if you'd like to be a part of this translation project, log on to hookstercrook.com. Are you ready for today's episode? Let's start the show. Welcome to the Red River Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Reyes, and I'm so glad you chose to join me today, friend. We have a fantastic show for you. But before I introduce to you this week's guest, I would love for us to be friends. If you are an Instagram user, which that is where I am like pouring more and more time into is Instagram. So if you are on the Instagram, I would love for you to follow me on Hooks to Crook or our other account, which is Candace R. Reyes. Again, that's Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S or Hooks, H-O-O-K-S, number two, Crook, C-R-O-O-K on Instagram. Now, our Hooks to Crook account, that's going to tell you more about our translation project. It's going to give you some more updated information. And then our Candice R. Reyes will show you where I'm going to be speaking at. So hopefully it'll be in an area near you and we can meet. I would love that. So hop on over there and let's get connected. Also, if you are not a part of our Hooks to Crick Ministry email list, then friend, you are missing out because I don't try to bombard you on email because I completely understand my email is full as well. But I send out a newsletter about once or twice a month and it has goodies, some tips, even spotlights on our Red Rover members and so much more. So you can join us by logging on to our website at Hooks to Crook. Again, that's hooks with the number two crook.com to learn more about our translation project and our upcoming women's event. That's right. We have a Red Rover Women's Conference coming up on June 10th and 11th. Our theme is Love Where You Are. Our guest speakers, friends, are phenomenal. We have Courtney Richard and Mary R. Schneider, which Mary R. Schneider will be coming on the podcast this month. I'm so excited. And then we also have musical guest Alicia Dorsett, which she also is on the podcast as well. You're going to love all of these ladies. So I hope you'll join us. Go ahead, log on to hookstocrook.com backslash MH merch to buy your ticket today. Because right now, right now, we are having it at a discounted rate until December 31st. That's right. You can purchase your ticket at a discounted rate through December 31st. Then come January 1st, that ticket price is going to rise. Friend, my guest today is Kelsey Engel. And Kelsey, first and foremost, is a follower of Jesus Christ, and it overflows in everything she does. She is a missions care director at Houston's First Baptist Church and has a heart for the nations and cares for our global workers. She has a bachelor's degree from HBU, which is Houston Baptist University, and has a master's in science and global health from the University of Notre Dame. Kelsey has traveled to 15 countries 
and each place is holding a special place in her heart. In her downtime, she loves her coffee. Kelsey and I met through a mutual friend and we just hit it off. I think it's because we both have a heart for global missions. Kelsey and I talked today about topics such as how the church can support singles better and women in the mission field and how we can support global missionaries. Friend, you're going to love this episode. I had so much fun talking with her about these different topics, and I can't wait for you to hear my chat with Kelsey. So grab some paper and a pen and your favorite cup, and let's dive in to my chat with Kelsey Ingle. Hey, Kelsey, thank you so much for joining me on the Red River Podcast. Hey, thank you so much for inviting me on. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. It is such an honor. And you are a very busy young woman. And I'd love to hear what a typical day looks like for you and how do you get it all done? Oh, that is, that is a loaded question. Um, I obviously cannot start my day without coffee. So I, for anyone that knows me, I am a coffee drinker. I love coffee. And, um, I, first off, I'm not a morning person. So coffee is a must. And, um, now so do you put coffee. creamer? Do you put creamer? No, in I'm black. I'm oh, like, Oh man. I hate it black. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes, I take it black. Um, and so that, that gets my day started, but honestly, no day for me. I typical, I don't have a typical day. So every day for me looks so different. Because um, when you're overseeing a ministry of people, it, it can go a number of different ways, right? right and right. so um, that is, it, yes. And so depending on the day and depending what I have going on, I could have like five meetings. I could have like one meeting or no meetings. The days with no meetings is great for this introverted self. <laughs> I understand. I like, yes. <laughs> and the day with five, I'm like, that's the day I have like five cups of coffee. I'm like, bring me some more coffee, please. <laughs> um, but so yeah, just uh, my days consist of meeting. I meet with a lot of different missionaries and ministry partners, and we have lots of different planning meetings on what's going on in our ministry. And Within our ministry, um, our missionary care ministry, there's many different aspects we have to it. And so it consists of juggling a lot of different aspects. So whether that's our missionary housing that we have, we have 10 housing units that missionaries can stay at um, when they're on their stateside furlough assignment. We have prayer teams, care teams. We help with debriefing. We do tons of different missionary care events. Um, so I'm always kept on my toes. I'm always busy. Um, so, um, wow. yeah, no typical day, uh, is, no day is the same. <laughs> um, so <laughs> they keep it all done. I swear by my calendar and I color coordinate. So oh, I'm a really? little, I'm a, yeah, I'm a little OCD type A um, okay. when it comes to that, but I have to. So I have like, I put everything in my planner online. So like you're my email so everyone else can know what I'm doing but then I have my I'm old school and have like my paper planner oh yeah like that goes with me like I yeah those should never go away and so I write out everything and I for each thing I have like depending on if it's like a standing meeting if it's a meeting with like a missionary or you know something like a zoom they're all color coordinated and so I've colored pencils that are color coordinated that I write everything down and so Nice. You should see my desk. Yeah, it keeps me some kind of somehow keeps me sane and in, in line. And 
Um, I have to-do lists and sticky notes out the wazoo. Oh yeah. I'm like a checklist person. Sometimes I like to put, you know, things that I've already done on there so I can just cross it off. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I've done that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm all about like making lists and checking things off. That's the only way. And I tell people, I was like, if you don't text me or email it to me, I'm going to forget it because I'm lost without my notes and without my calendar. So, um, well, and I love that you actually share that with your team. Hey, this is how you can connect with me. And this is how I'm not going to miss it. Because if, if you don't do it this way, it's going to happen. You already set that boundary for them, letting them know this is, this is it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That, that's, if it's, it's out, it's out. It's not going to happen if you don't, you don't put it down on paper. And even for like, when you're on your phone, like text messages, you know, on the iPhone where Mm -hmm. you can like pin things you like mm-hmm. pin those text messages. Normally people, you know, pin their important contacts, you know, the pe- people they text all the time. Right. No, I pin the people that I have action items or things I need to follow up to. That's okay. what I do. So I don't forget that I need to do something if they texted me. So that's kind of, that's how awesome. I do it. Okay. I love so. that. I love that. Those are great tips. <laughs> I love the color coordination as well. Cause I, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. That would help, especially when you're yeah. trying to like figure out, okay, this is how much time I need for this. This is what I need for that. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got it all color coordinated. Now, Kelsey, how did you recognize God was leading you down this path to step out in faith in this calling as their missions coordinator? Yeah. So, Candace, this is a long story. So, hopefully, we have a little bit of time for it. But, um, to be honest, I'm not where I thought I would be as um, we were talking earlier, but I am on a completely different career path than I thought um, I would be. And, but it's so obvious um, through the things that have happened that I've God ordained my steps to where I'm at now. And um, really it's so hard, but like the only explanation I have is just like peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm, yes. Like Philippians 4, 7 says like yes. they're, I'm just like, what are you doing, Lord? Like, why this doesn't make sense? Um, But it was just his peace. And Mm. so, I mean, I've always had a heart for missions. And since I was young, I was in a program called GA's Girls in Action. Yes, yes. A small Southern Baptist church, you totally understand. (laughs) Yes. So that's where it started. And, but, and I always wanted to do something with missions, but I never thought missionary care director. And I mean, looking back, it's now where I'm at. It's so obvious what God was doing because a little over three years ago, I graduated with my master's in global health from Notre Dame. And I had every intention in going to a career in that field and I applied for tons and tons and tons of jobs and could not seem to land one Mm. and I eventually was hired on for another nonprofit, not even doing global health but doing disaster relief Um, because it's the only job I could only job I could find but about 10 months into that I was let go from the Mm. job um and I was just like, Lord, what are you doing? Like, okay, I couldn't find a job. Now I have a job and I'm like, go, which honestly it was an answer to prayer in a couple different ways. But I look back and I see that was God working as well. But when I was let go, I was attending a Bible study that, uh, that I now go to for work and I get to help with it's um, a home group or a Bible study for return missionaries. So missionaries that 
have come back from the field that are here temporarily or people that are looking to go to the field. And I was in that Bible study and my former boss, the minister of missionary care at the time asked me if I wanted to interview for a part-time associate position in the mm-hmm. ministry. And at first I wanted to be like, uh, heck no, I'm a single <laughs> woman living in Houston with rent to pay. And I, I'm like, no, I can't make that work. Like, right. No. Right. Yeah. But you know, the Lord had other plans and he's like, no, Kelsey, like, this is something you need to do. Like, so he just nudged me and gave me this like overwhelming piece that I was talking about and I accepted it. And I was just like, Lord, what are you doing? And I just kept moving forward and I kept looking for other part-time gigs to kind of supplement, but nothing fell into place and nothing really felt right. Um, But what's really cool is looking back, like God was so faithful in this, which is one of the ways I knew he was um, calling me to step out in that obedience. Um, And he had just people come alongside me um, that I never things I never expected. Like we, there was a coworker that is now like another mom to me. Um, and she's going to be a lifelong mentor. She's forever changed my life, but she opened up her home to let me live with her. She's a single woman, older woman. And she had an extra bedroom and she's like, come live with me. I was like, you hardly know me. And she's like, but the Lord is telling me to come live telling me to tell you to come live with me. And I was like, okay, like, let's do it. I have no other option. Yeah, it's crazy. And what was supposed to be three to four months ended up being a year because of COVID. And she is literally, I am who I am today because of me living with her and the way she's poured into my life. Wow. And And then I was walking through some health issues and I didn't have insurance as a part-time employee and I'm like God how am I supposed to pray I mean pay for all of this mm-hmm. and he, out of nowhere people came into my life and helped pay for some of my medical bills wow. and they're like the Lord told us we need to help pay for this and I was like what and so it was just God's faithfulness mm-hmm. and I was just like God I, I I don't understand why I'm still part-time I don't understand why you called me to like I mean, I have my master's from Notre Dame. That's no cheap thing, right? Right. So I'm like, how right. am I supposed to pay that off? How am I supposed to? But the Lord is like, just trust me, trust me. And I was like, okay, I'm trying. Um, right. Someday dragging my, some days I was dragging my feet trying to trust him. Yes. Um, but a year in, they hired me full time because there was such a need. And that meant I got my benefits. So I didn't. I, and we have good benefits. So I could be able to get testing done and things like that. I had rent wow. money now. Yay. <laughs> you know, yes. I had money to eat. Um, you know, no, not really. I had money to eat. But, um, yes. You know, yes. Of, <laughs> I had all of that. And then a few months after I got hired full time, the minister of missionary care that hired me actually left to pursue another job. And when he left, they asked me to step in as interim director which was not expecting um and then a few just a few months ago they officially made me missionary care director and so it's just I could have never planned this I could have never guessed that this is what the Lord was doing when he was saying just trust me I was just hoping for like like more money you know (laughs) I just want to be able to pay yeah pay bills come on now (laughs) right that's all I was wanting but he's like no just wait I have something greater for for you like I Mm. I've equipped you and I've prepared you for such a time as this and 
never would have thought it would be director of this ministry but here I am but it's all it's it's been a crazy whirlwind and I'm learning and I'm growing as it and learning to trust God now being in this position because what I'm a 30 year old single woman in ministry right and so it's learning to trust him in that as well and so it's just every day I'm having to trust him in just be like, okay, look back, God, you equipped me for this. You prepared this. You, you were preparing this. So you, you know what you're doing. I'm going to trust you that you put me in this position for a reason. And yes. so, yes, I love how you're going back to those places in your life where he has been faithful. And so it reminds mm-hmm. you, it's like your, those are your Ebenezer's. Those are your things that, that you go back to, to recall yeah. that, God is faithful. And so you are able yeah. to, to cling on to him and so, and take that next step going, okay, Lord, I know what you're telling me to do. It doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense, but I'm going to yeah. trust you because I've seen you do X, Y, and Z throughout mm-hmm. my life. And I think those are yeah. so important for us to hold on to. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now, welcome. what are some of the things that churches can, can, how can better understand about singles in ministry? I think as a single in ministry, I mean, I, it's difficult if I'm being honest sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I, and this is not the only thing, but sometimes I wish, you know, the church would understand that marriage is not necessarily the end goal. Right. Mm -hmm. And so even though we desire it a lot of time, I mean, I desire it, but Mm -hmm. that it's not about that. It's about serving Christ, no matter what season of life we are in. Right. And, um, I think that's one of the biggest things, but, um, in regards to just, you know, uh, missionaries. So actually a fact, a lot of majority of missionaries on the field are actually single women. Really? And yeah, there's a large population of single women on the field. And so, they are doing amazing work for the kingdom, right? So it's wow, not, you don't yes. have to be married. You don't have to, it's just God can use you in whatever um, season that you're in, whatever that may look like. And so we have a member on our missionary care team. Her name's Shirley. She writes for a number of different platforms, um, but she recently just interviewed tons of single women and wrote an article about four of the main challenges that women single women deal with on the field Mm -hmm. and four of the top ones she said one they don't often get the respect that they deserve because of their status Mm. and then often their expectations are often not met or what they trained for and then the third one they often feel alone and want to be included Mm. which is true I mean I, what I want to be included even if it's with my married friends I'm like invite me I want to (laughs) go Um, right, right, right. I yes. don't want to sit at home by myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. I understand. I understand. Right, yeah. Um, and then they often lose their lifelines or ability to communicate freely. And so I think as a church, whether it's a single woman or single man or whoever, whether they're in the mission field, whether they're in a form of ministry, non-ministry, I think the church can come alongside singles and help keep that from happening. Um, help give them the respect, help with their expectations, help them not feel alone, include them and help them keep their lifelines and their ability to communicate. And that will help them be more fruitful 
in what God has called them to do, no matter what their marriage status is. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. So. Wow. I didn't, I, you just educated me because I didn't realize there were so many women, single women mm -hmm. in ministry many. like that out there. Yeah. And that's, that's, yeah. that's empowering to know that though. I mean, as a woman yeah. to know that God can use you in remarkable mm -hmm. ways. And it doesn't matter yeah. that, if you, that you're a woman, he, he, mm -hmm. he can still use you. And so if mm -hmm. any of you are listening today and you're like, well, God can't use me because I'm a woman. Did you just hear what mm -hmm. Kelsey said? I mean, that is incredible. God can use you. And he mm -hmm. has used women multiple times over and over, even in, even in scripture, it's incredible yeah. how he uses us. And so take that and, and actually hold on to that because God has something special for you. So don't allow the fact that you're a woman bring you down on that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Okay. That that's, Amen. thank you for that. Okay. So what, yeah. why is it important to care for global workers? So I'm full of statistics today. Okay. All right. So, Give them to me. Okay. You want some statistics? Absolutely. So these aren't, aren't necessarily good statistics. So this is why we need to care for the global worker. But there's a statistic that more than 7,000 global workers, missionaries will leave the field in a year. And 70% of that is for preventable reasons. Wow. So 70% of this 7,000 people that are coming off the field, it can be stopped. It can keep from happening. And so um, according to the Joshua Project, there are still approximately about 7,400 unreached people groups. So roughly 3.12 billion people have heard the gospel, but not responded. And about 2.18 billion people have had virtually no exposure to the gospel. So wow. there's still work to be done. Yes, there's absolutely. still so much work to be done. And so many people have not heard the name of Jesus. And so that work can't be done if people aren't caring, if people aren't coming. Oh, wow. Words are hard for me today. Um, the work can't be done if people are coming off the field mm -hmm. and if the gospel isn't going out, people are never going to hear. Mm -hmm. And so everyone has a part to play in the great commission. And so if you're not going, I fully believe that you have a part in playing and caring for the global worker mm -hmm. community as they are in the trenches for the kingdom. They need to be cared for. They're doing hard work and they are coming back for reasons that are preventable that we as a church, as believers can step in and help with and whether, and oftentimes, which I've been on the field before. And I often, there were times I felt unseen. I was like, I'm halfway around the world. And I'm mm -hmm. like, does anyone, do they still remember me? Do they, you know? Right. And so if we can just let them know that they are loved and they are cared for, and if we can help provide resources for them like it doesn't and it's not all it's not about money a lot of times people are they're support raising but it's not about money it's just caring for them and caring for their heart and soul and mm -hmm. I think if we step up as a church and come alongside them we can help decrease that 70 percent 7,000 mm -hmm. um, like more people will not be coming off the field so, so Kelsey, tell me what are those types of things that we could do now? You said some of them aren't like out of money. So what are those yeah. things that you, that we could be doing to help support our global workers? Yeah. So I think there's a number of ways you can do that. So, um, 
if you have a friend that is a global worker, um, check in on them, see how they're doing, ask them how they're doing, care for their heart and soul and be an advocate for them. And we like to, in our ministry, we try to partner all of our missionaries up with uh, what we call life Bible study. So it's like a Sunday school class. So a life Bible study or a family or whoever we try to create, we call them care contacts. And so we partner them up. So someone's actively checking on them and seeing how they're doing and just having that two-way relationship with them. Mm. And then, so just I mean a simple, a simple note or a text message of we're praying for you today. How can we pray for you? Or what's something you've seen God do? Um, you know, what, what can we be doing and just ask, let them know that you are there and that they are seen and you are thankful for the work that they're doing. But two, you know, when, especially when they come state back stateside too, if they're coming back on their furlough assignment, um, helping provide food for them, take them out to a meal, help provide groceries. You know, a lot of times they're overseas and they come back and they're, you can get overwhelmed with what's in the grocery store because there's so many options. So help them out, you know, provide, you know, list of restaurants or fun activities that they can do. You can even open up your home for a place for them to stay if they need it. Mm, Help with the car. Often they sell, they sell everything. So when they come back, they don't have a place to stay. Sometimes they don't have a car. So you can help pick them up from the airport, take them where they need babysit. So they can have, if it's a married couple babysit, Mm -hmm. so they can have a date night and have time to themselves. Nice. Um, And so there's so many different ways. The possibilities are endless, but I think at the end of the day, it's just helping them, the global workers know that even though they're halfway around the world and they're in a different time zone, often sometimes 12 hours, 10 hours ahead, you know, that they, we still hear for them and we still love them and they haven't been forgotten. And I think that's often the case is they feel forgotten Um, and they're not. And so we can step up in that way. That's so good. That's so good. Now, Kelsey, if I have a listener right now, who's going, I want to do that. I want to help global workers. I want, I want to let them know that I care about them and I'm going to pray for them. Is there a way for them to connect with you or, or connect with a, or a ministry that you think that you could talk about to let them know, Hey, check these people out because they, they could use somebody like that if you're interested in in helping in that way. Yeah, I would love for them to reach out to me. Um, And so I can see here how they're wanting to be involved, who they want to care for. And so have them reach out to me. I would love to have that conversation. And I think too, one of the biggest things that we're trying to do is just educate, help people understand the need for Mm -hmm. coming alongside the global worker. And so if I can help come alongside that and just answer any questions and how they can do that, I would love to do that. Um, okay. And okay. So, yeah. And so friends in a little bit, I'm going to ask Kelsey to give us her, her info. And remember, we are going to put all of this in our show notes for you below. So if you, you didn't catch where to actually find out where, how to get a hold of Kelsey, then <laughs> I'm going to put it in the show notes for you so you can check it out there. But before we do, Kelsey, I'd love to hear a cup of wisdom that you could offer to our listeners who might be struggling to live a life on mission and words of encouragement, or maybe even a scripture that you held tight to as you started walking this life on mission? Yeah. um, 
I think, so this might sound a little cliche, but you know, there's always a little truth in the cliches, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But God, I think God is really moving and working when you can't see it or you necessarily can't feel him. I, Mm -hmm. I think it's often easier said than done, but be patient in the waiting, trust him, even when it's hard. And God is still writing our stories. He's still writing your story and he is working on our behalf and has already ordained the steps that are to come. And so I think um, to just be reminded that there is purpose in the pain. Mm. Um, There's purpose in the waiting and there's purpose in all things that he ordains. He allows things to happen and he can use everything. Not nothing goes to waste. Not I say not even a tear, nothing goes to waste and he can use all things. And so there's a purpose. And so just as hard as it is, you might be dragging your feet, but be patient because he is working even if you can't see it or you can't feel him. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's a good word. Trust his process, right? Trust his process. Yes. Trust the process. Because it is, it is hard. It is very challenging, Mm -hmm. especially when you're not seeing any movement, when you're not seeing the progression that you were anticipating to see, but yet trust his faithfulness, trust his process and lean on him. I mean, I'm sure as the people, as the children of Israel were walking in the wilderness, they were not understanding why they were where they were. They didn't feel like they were moving forward, that they were, that they were going Mm -hmm. anywhere very fast. But when they get to the promised land, Oh, it's so much greater and better than anything else they could ever imagine. And they learned how to trust God through that process. So, so definitely trust the waiting, trust the process. I love Mm -hmm. it. Now, Kelsey, how can they find you? How can they uh, find out how to get in touch with you so that they can learn more about how to help our global workers? Yeah. So there's a couple of ways you can find me. So I am on Instagram. So you can find me at kelsey.ingle. And so uh, you can find that, I guess, in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And then um, I also have a blog, kelseyingleblog.com. And so um, if you really want to get in contact with me, Instagram is the best way. But a blog blog is just, I've talked, you know, just some things that the Lord's been doing and the things he's been teaching me. Um, But yeah, those are the two ways you can find me. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much, Kelsey, for joining me today. It has been a pleasure hearing about how to help global workers and to hear your heart for global workers as well. That is so inspiring. So I just want to thank you for for your time tonight. Yes, thank you so much for letting me be here. Hey, friend, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope you enjoyed my guest and I hope you thought about a friend who could possibly use this episode as well to give them some encouragement to move forward in living this missional lifestyle. That's a really easy way for us to share the good news is just share it with a friend. Also, we'd love to hear back from you. It takes a few seconds just to write a little review and we read each and every one of them. I also wanna encourage you to check out our website, hookstocrook.com to find out more about our translation project, and also to learn about our Red Rover Women's Conference that's coming up on June 10th and 11th in Brookshire, Texas. We have amazing speakers and phenomenal musicians coming to spend time with our women. And right now we have an early bird special pricing for this conference. It's a two-day conference only costing $75, but that price only lasts till December 31st. 
So if you're interested in joining us for the Red Rover Women's Conference theme, Love Where You Are, then log on to hookstercrook.com slash mhmerch. All right, friend. Thanks again for coming and hanging out with us today. I hope you have a blessed day.